Welcome back. Here is part two with Amy Akitanya. We have to talk about um, one of the major factors in all of this, and it is the cost um, and the risk of you know paying all this money with the hopes of having it result in the positive outcome. Very often, it's not the case, as we've mentioned. You, you mentioned that insurance only covers this process once, and after that, you're basically on your own. You also mentioned that the cost of all this isn't something that's regulated. There is no ceiling to what these clinics can charge. Um, does it seem to you like this industry basically has the power to capitalize on a person's desperation? Oh my gosh, yeah. That's what it seems to me. It's, I I think it's predatory almost. Yeah. And so I won't necessarily say from the clinic standpoint, but I will just say, and I'm sure other women would agree, you know, obviously I'm on, you know, social media, so, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and they know I'm yeah. dealing with infertility, right? Right. So, I mean, I would end up getting, you know, ads for like, if you want to get pregnant naturally over 40, if, and I mean, these are like, whether it's supplements, programs, um, different fertility centers, surrogacy, and it is all over. Mm. I mean, and of course you're like, and you're bombarded by, and I'll be the first to admit it. I, I mean, I've done so many supplements. I've done even, you know, a couple programs that are app driven, mm. Um, I went, I don't regret this, but I mean, I went through a functional medicine, Mm -hmm. um, kind of like boot camp for four months, which I think was great. It actually, I think gave me really good results for, um, my last retrieval. Um, but it's, it's almost predatory. I feel because you're just bombarded by everything. So even if you wanted to, like, if I wanted to escape my lack of fertility, I sure as hell couldn't go on Facebook, Instagram, or anything else. Let me tell you, you just can't escape it. Well, and it's like, you know, you're you're desperate, you're vulnerable. Yes, it's an emotional drive. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, you know, the only thing I can sort of compare it to is like with with my condition, when you're just, you'll do anything, anything to feel better. You'll do anything to get pregnant. You feel so desperate. You're willing to pay and do anything. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Exactly. And you're in it. And you don't always have the right discernment or reasoning skills to understand what's what's viable and what's um, reasonable to expect. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm pretty discerning when it comes to all this information, but I can only imagine right. if you let a woman who's been going through this, and granted, save with an almost unlimited amount of money, I can guarantee you she would sign up for every one of those supplements, every one of those, you know, apps, you know, go to this retreat. I mean, again, the it was it's limitless yeah. what has been thrown at me Crazy. As, as far as an advertisement. Now, the clinics, you know, obviously we're in probably one of the most expensive states in the union to Mm -hmm. A, live in general. But then fertility, because it is a one in eight now problem. Wow. what Because I I was looking it up, it said one in 10, but that was outdated, I think, Um, like five years ago. And so it's obviously it's a need, but it's a... If you want, if I was going to go into medicine again, yeah. um, I think I'd be a re- reproductive endocrinologist. Right. Um, it's a cash cow. Yeah. They make a lot of money. And granted, the procedures are, you know, relatively safe. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're, they are not necessarily even put under, you know, general anesthesia unless they're doing something like a myomectomy or. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, and obviously it's a need. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, when I was doing my first bachelor's, I was, I think, in some sort of social class. I don't even know what it was. But there was a prediction that um, we would go through some type of infertility. It was called like the white winter. I was reading about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder for what reason. And it's still, I don't understand why us as a society right now are going through this, to be quite honest. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think it's kind of predatory how much they can charge. But some of us are incredibly grateful for places like CNY. Of course. With it, because I know you have, there's different communities of people, because you've been in this for so long, who you're able to interact with. Um, I mean, obviously, you're a person who has, you know, means because of, of, of your work and what you do and everything, and you're able to finance this on your own. I, I can imagine, if, if you're somebody who's living, let's just say, like, paycheck to paycheck, and you you maybe got one shot with your insurance and that's it like yeah. i mean i guess maybe there's financing options but... there's financing you know but again that's financing is expensive too mm-hmm. and so you know like my other colleague said like her girlfriend like took a second out on her house right. or like you know mortgage house i'm like oh my gosh you know that's crazy to me and so you know obviously it's a kind of like save up a chunk of change for me and then pay for you know services it, so that's kind of like how it's gone for me. And of course, I've, you know, talked to myself and been mm-hmm. like, if I didn't do this, I would have had my loans paid off by Dude, now. I know. Like, so that <laughs> is, and again, some people are like, that is just ridiculous to me. And I'm like, you know what? The biological clock can't wait. I know, that's the truth. You know, that's the hard part. Yeah. I was like, the money is going to keep coming, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, I can't rationalize putting it off. That was my big thing. Yeah. As much of a planner as you are, because I can see that you're a planner, but you also probably because of your yoga practice, you're also very present and mm-hmm. you're like, let's deal with the day at hand kind of thing. Yeah. Have you, um, I don't think I asked you this, but um, have you um, ever thought about, okay, so I'm, what if I do this a few more times and I'm just done putting myself through this? Has the thought of like surrogacy or adoption or what, what have, what have your, cause I know people, I mean, I know people that are like me wonder why I'm going to take one person, for example, that I just know her on Instagram, different girl on Instagram, not the first one, but a different girl <laughs> on Instagram. She's been through this. I'm saying double digits at wow, this point. Yeah. Um, the poor thing, like honestly, like, and she's like you super <sighs> healthy and everything, um, has her own means and is able and, um, so she keeps doing it. And then in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, like, uh, is there a um, resistance to want to go surrogacy or adoption? Or what does that look like for you? So um, I am definitely not um, opposed to adopting. My my biggest thing is for adoption, and I've seen it too, is unfortunately that can literally be like, I'm ready for a baby. Okay, I find an adoptive mother who wants to give up. And they can actually change their mind at literally you did tell me that yes but so but I'm also open to adopting embryos I'm Mm -hmm. actually on a list for that okay um surrogacy is wildly expensive Mm. um and so I'm not opposed to it but I'm also and I'm sure a lot of other women would want to would say the same thing as I I want to actually go through the experience of pregnancy at least once of course of course so that I think is a big thing it's not like I'm anti-surrogacy yeah. at all. And I think 
I'm going to say this. I'm slightly a control freak. I'm working on it every day. As you know, I'm pretty type A. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to take care of their body, or at least especially because yeah. from my standpoint, as well as you are right. for that baby. Yeah. No. So yeah. it's it's kind of one of those, again, it's a catch-22 of if – Lo and behold, God came to me, you know, t- tonight in a dream and said, the only way you're going to be able to have this baby is if you have a surrogate. Mm-hmm. And of course, if I knew Source was telling me this mm-hmm. and this is all how it's going to go, I'd be like, okay, that's yeah. your will. But, you know, obviously I don't have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, that. You're, you're, you're putting, your bet is on yourself at this point, which is a good yeah. place because you're early on, you're very, he- you're very healthy. You're, I, I would do the same thing. I, I just have to ask because it's something I've wondered with other people. Um, if I were you and in your shoes and the timing of it right now, I would be doing the same exact thing. Yeah. I would, would, yeah. I think it's different for every person. I mean, I think Paris Hilton had a baby like by surrogacy. And I was like, again, I don't pay attention to the news, but it was like a random thing I heard on the radio. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, oh, okay. And again, there are people that would want to be mothers but they're like I don't want to they go don't want to be pre- a lot of people don't want to be pregnant which yeah. is weird because I loved being one pregnant. of my girlfriends she hated hated really? she's like pregnancy is the horrible, most horrible thing ever da, 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 you know and so it happens and some people are sick the whole time my mom was super sick with my um sister and it was just like horrible yeah so you know it's I, I think th- it's different for everybody yeah it's person to person for sure some people do hate being pre- yeah I mean I think there's phases of the pregnancy too that are worse than others to be honest yeah <laughs> uh, but I don't blame you um about wanting to be pregnant I I could see myself and I am too a control freak so I could I would be the same exactly <laughs> totally um and and it is a wonderful thing I mean uh, yeah well yeah I mean does it ruin your body for a time 100 Ab- percent. like absolutely yeah. yeah there's no um overstating that um but <laughs> It is, um, it's, it's magical, you know, yeah. at the same time. And it is so. a part of a miracle, right? Like yeah. creating life, carrying it. And of course, the, you know, the whole like giving birth, you know, mm-hmm. the natural way was taken away from me because of, you know, the cancer. Yeah. So it's like, I at least want to do Let that. Let me piece. at least do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm not, never say never. Right. I'll be in that realm. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. But. It totally makes sense to me. <laughs> Okay, so going going back to your story, you're still working, or your story with CNY. You're still working with CNY in Colorado. Yeah. This just happened, you you losing the babies, um, or the beta coming up negative in, it was like September 1st or right, right around there? Yeah. Right, um, So you're still working with them, though. We talked a little bit about the reasons um, embryos may not make it once they're transferred things like infections and inflammation can determine whether or not a positive pregnancy whether there is a positive pregnancy outcome um i asked you about the plan going forward and the good news um the good news is that c and y in particular will will introduce a different protocol and or prep to see if making changes to those areas might influence the outcome um which is great um that they ha- always have like a, a plan b kind of thing um, as it stands <clears throat> right now, you have three embryos left and planning to undergo this roller coaster. Planning, the planning to undergo this roller coaster of a process again is basically to quote you a logistical nightmare while trying while trying to plan for <laughs> an optimal time to go through it. Where are you right now with this? Your determination and will feels very strong, but timing wise, is it just about the timing? You know, I think it's about timing and then so the time of year we're coming up to like holidays, right? Yeah. And then of course, the hospitals are super busy um, this time of year too. You know, flu season's coming up, so on and so forth. And then, 
you know, I was, I've talked to a few of my girlfriends. I'm like, this is a logistical nightmare because also the business. Um, we have um, like a fun run that we're doing uh, in Alameda on the 21st of October. If I started my next transfer, like say programmed, like call cycle day one, it's a three-week process. But again, you're under, you know, nature's rule, like how fast does your progesterone go up? How thick is your uterine lining? Mm-hmm. You got to fly out. And that is like my biggest scare is the business piece. I mean, can the hospital run without me? Absolutely. Yeah. But can an event run without me and, you know, the other people that are around me? No. And this is your business. This is your... My wellness. IV business. Yeah, your IV yeah. business. And, yeah. And, you know, Wellness Mobile. So that is, that's also the baby I gave to birth yeah. last year too. Yeah. And so, you know, that I think has been the biggest challenge is, okay, how do I move forward and continue that? Was so, it difficult this last time around? No, thankfully. Um, we didn't have too many other events planned. Mm-hmm. And it was almost incredibly good timing. I have a very good support system. Uh, my manager um, uh, in my ICU job is incredibly supportive. So, you know, I just kind of gave her the plan. And she's like, okay, give me a heads yeah. up. And then, you know, we'll we'll work through it. So it was a very low stress because yeah. they do say, like, try to keep your stress level super, you know, down through this process and I'm like well you can only do that so much but especially as a nurse yeah but I mean it was it was really good actually and so to to mimic those perfect circumstances is like how am I going to do that in the you know three months of the last three months of the year Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's possible well is there a is there pressure from like when you talk to your doctors at CNY do they tell you it's important to get I mean, is there pressure or? No, thankfully, you know, because I did have, they call it a WTF call after things don't yeah. implant or go right, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they changed the protocol. You know, I asked for something a little bit more natural as well as a prep. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's try this. But there's never really any pressure, um, which is good. They just say, okay, you let us know if you want to go through another egg retrieval or if you want to go through a transfer. Because you have these three right. that you can transfer. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, of course, I'm, you know, back on detoxing and, you know, getting rid of all the stuff. And, you know, I don't know if it's a bold decision or not. And, I mean, I haven't even said this out loud yet, but I was like, I might just put myself through another egg retrieval. Mm. And I had a girlfriend um, two years ago be like, how come you're going to go do another egg retrieval? You have, like, four eggs on or eight eggs on ice and blah, blah, blah. I said, it's a numbers game. Yeah. It's really in a your, numbers in, game. In your, in your up against the clock. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what would be better? Just get some more eggs out now and then have more embryos to work with later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of funny um, to kind of play around with those odds. And, you know, I, I may or may not have told you, but it's $10,000 just to get on a donor egg list. And that's uh, just for the eggs. Yeah, I think you did say that. And yeah. so it's like, well, do I go through, you know, two retrievals, which is about that same amount, and then, you know, end up getting six of my own eggs. Mm-hmm. Because I've been on that donor list mm, for at least five months now. And I don't know where I land on that list. But I will tell you, when it when they come up, they'll be like, give us your $10,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. hope that it all works and blah, 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 blah. So it's just, 
it's definitely a roller coaster of, you know, making decisions, not too much on emotion, mm-hmm. but also, you know, where, how far am, am I willing to take it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, again, like, I feel like as much of a planner you are, I feel like you are also very present and you really take it like what's in front of you and decide for now. It doesn't seem to me like you're, you get out too far ahead, you know. Try like, not to. Yeah, Sometimes. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. I, I feel like my, I've been a planner my whole life and, um, but becoming super present has made me become a a procrastinator (laughs) so now I'm the opposite well no now it's now it sucks because it's like oh my god I'm the thing I always hated but um yeah so it yeah um okay so I I have a note to ask you were there ever times um were there factors that ever caused you to doubt whether or not you would continue to go through it. It's kind of a silly question because I feel like we've already talked about it. Because I would think like, um, you know, when you when 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 you pay the money and something fails and you lose the money, what would be the reason why you one would stop doing it? Is it usually the cost? For I want to say ninety percent of the people, I think it's cost. It's, cost. it's monetary. It's at at some point you've got to cut your losses and be done. I mean, from all the threads that I've seen, you know, the people that walk away, and I think it's also a little bit of the emotional roller coaster. Like they just mentally don't have the fortitude to go through the letdowns anymore. Yeah. And what's so, the average? At what point? What's the average point at which people will throw in the towel? Do you know? <sighs> I don't know that. I mean, I, I've I've seen whether it's I'm aging out, I have spent way too much money, I can't go through the emotional turmoil anymore. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. But I, I think the biggest is money. Yeah. I mean, some people can't even afford to do it once, let alone yeah. twice, three times, four. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just can't, you know. I think that's probably the hardest part for these poor people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gives me hope. I mean, I, I come across people like, oh, yeah, I went through IVF 13 years ago. I'm like, this shit's got to be way better now Gosh, than, you know, right? <laughs> 13 yeah. years ago, right? It must have come far. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, technology is always getting so much better, blah, blah, blah. And, but then again, it's that you want to knock your head up against the wall. You're like, because I still don't know. And it's unexplained. Like, how in the hell are we here? I also know because obviously, you know, you are a yoga teacher and you've been practicing yoga for so long. There is also, I think, divine timing in all of this. Like, yeah. You, 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 I'm knowing you like that about you. I'm sure your mind goes to, okay, like the timing, when it's supposed to happen, it will happen. Of course, that's hard to tell yourself. I know. It is. I try to tell myself that. But um, with, with other things, but... And I think I've yeah. tried to definitely, you know, be there and be like, okay, yeah, not now, just next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, so again, we all have our own path. We're all just walking each other home, type thing. And yeah. so, you know, I had a, a client of mine be like, "Oh my gosh, my girlfriend just conceived naturally at 48." I'm like, "What? What?" And I, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." That actually scares me. I know. I'd be I'm like, not that careful. I'd anymore. be like, "Whoa." But, you know, and she's she was shocked, obviously, because, you know, she was pretty much going through menopause. She didn't even know she was pregnant. Like, God, it was crazy. Imagine. And, of was course, she happy. Oh, yeah. Um, baby was only in the NICU for a very short time. But I was mean, it her first? Oh, no. It was uh, like her fifth or oh something like gosh, that. Yeah, she would die. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, half of them are teenagers and stuff like that. But I'm like, OK, that gives me hope. And so yeah. those are the stories that, you know, again, levity is key. And, of course, hearing 
and I get to see a lot of success stories too. So I think yeah. that's what keeps me in the game. So yeah, you really are on the in, on the inside, and you really get to see. It. I mean, I think that that helps. I think if you're doing it alone and you're you don't really hear about those success stories and you're only hearing the negative, it could be discouraging. It could be, and you're not don't have a medical background. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, how discouraging so that would I be. think. It, it's always helpful to hear those things. And again, I, my girlfriend, you know, miraculously, again, after all the failed so IVFs and blah, blah, and I was like, it's going to happen. Don't worry. I just know it. And, yeah. you know, her numbers, you know, s- sucked, so to speak, you know, as far as like AMH and all these other blah, blah, blah terms. And, you know, lo and behold, they're, you know, in their house for less than six months. So what is like, the, yay. what do, when that, when that happens, what is the explanation for why it happens? They like, never give an explanation they don't know why like no i mean they just you know whether it's egg quality or de-stressing okay. of the couples okay. i tend to think too um once couples kind of like again reserve themselves to like this is our lives this is what we're going to do and let go of the end outcome mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they end up pregnant that's yeah. just really how it ends up happening and you know i've again i hear stories all the time like oh yeah they just adopted a little girl little girl and they're pregnant in three months because they're not focusing on it they're focusing on this new human that they you know are taking on and so it just sometimes letting that outcome go is you know stress is such a big stress is huge and yet obviously again i'm in a different um category i don't don't get to do that (laughs) yeah yeah well i think you handle it pretty well considering i try um, that's one of my main goals in life is just manage my stress i had that happen in my family i had forgotten about this but in my own family um like a distant cousin of mine she tried to get pregnant she couldn't she adopted her son and then like right after got pregnant so yeah yeah, that it happens happens in my family too a lot interesting yeah so So it's very common my goodness. Okay. Um, so we've talked about the fact that you're incredibly level-headed, that your problems uh, – I don't know if we talked about this. Um, you're clearly a problem solver. Um, being both in the IC, being both an ICU nurse with a master's in acute care as well as being a dedicated yoga instructor and yoga student for as long as you've been, would it be fair to say that these two paths you simultaneously walk have set you up to handle the level of stress that comes with the infertility journey? Oh, yeah. I think I'm, so, too. I – no doubt. I mean, anybody who's going through this needs to be able to manage their stress, their letdown, their grief, their anger, like whatever emotion that you're feeling through this. Because I think, again, for me, I haven't really felt that anger as much, just more the grief part. But, you know, depending on where you're at in the journey, how yeah. financially, you know, deep you're in it, if your partner is like, we're freaking done. I mean, I've seen partners put a kibosh and be like, we are yeah. done with this. I, I am that. not. Mm-mm we're we're you know we're we're doing this and it's like so the yoga you know is literally part of my lifestyle and so it's helped me you know stay present feel the emotion because I think that's another thing that I I have to be good at my Mm -hmm. job you know Mm -hmm. whether it's in the ICU or the ER is to kind of like stay composed take you know whatever you need to do do your job you know, to the best of your ability as a professional. But then, you know, obviously you have hard days in either place. You've got to be able to integrate that yeah. as well as let let some of it roll off your back, let some of it, you know, resonate with you, let some of it, you know, all those things. And I think yoga has literally been my saving grace through a lot of it. Yeah, I actually, I remember I asked you um, about, you know, do you ever break down because you are so um, – 
poised and, and controlled. And, and you said being a nurse, it's like you're used to working on your feet and learning how to problem solve. And then what you'll do is you'll go home and that's when you'll, you'll yeah. sit down. So yeah. it's like, because we talked about the fact that you're an empath, but yeah. you're able to sort of keep it under control so for the most part yeah. yeah I mean there have been you know again times I've you know cried at work and then again thankfully I can still count them on one hand and it's usually um in the ICU um you know just seeing some tragic things or you know being that person but my two favorite places to literally let it go and just cry like a baby is in my car mm-hmm. and on my yoga mat mm. um I tell my students too all the time, I was like, you are allowed to cry, yell, scream, do whatever you need to in yeah. class. Um, it is your sacred space. And so literally my sacred space is my car. <laughs> wow. Mine's and, a shower. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a good car, place yeah. too. Car too, but yeah. Yeah. But so I, I think giving myself permission to feel the things is what's been good for me to not bottle it up. Because I was that person before yeah. the practice. I was very much, I've been called a firecracker. Yeah. Um, because I would bottle things up uh-huh. and... So, yeah, no, the yoga has helped me tremendously to deal with not only what's happened and what I'm going through, but even past. I mean, I think yoga saved my life in many, many ways. Very therapeutic, right? Incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I remember the first time I experienced a yoga high. I'd never done (laughs) yoga before. And I did yoga and I was like, what is this feeling? And like, and I I just. Being yoga stoned is kind of funny. It's so bizarre. (laughs) This was like so many years. It's probably like eight years ago or so. I did tried yoga and I got, and I was like hooked on that yoga high so I, w- I go went like seven days a week until I was like okay I can't keep affording to do this because I you know back then it was I just was like that's awesome oh my gosh it was so funny um I, di- I didn't know there was such a thing um okay I want to talk a little bit about wellness mobile so this this is a business that you own and operate and you contract with a 503b uh, pharmacy called Liquivita that supplies you with all kinds of good stuff ranging from NAD glutathione b12 and so much more you are a very busy, a busy woman. What what inspired you to start this company in particular, and what has the response been from the consumers? So, um, my partner Katrina, who is um, an amazing NP, she's also um, at the VA with me. Um, her and I, um, with another partner, originally in I want to say early 2022, um, seeing what COVID did. Mm-hmm. And the lack of wellness that we had in just the general community, um, we wanted to do something that was convenient, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of efficacy with the product. Yeah. And then, of course, being an aesthetic injector, um, wanted to integrate all of those pieces. And so her and I really wanted to get wellness to people that it's convenient, but they feel the effects right away. Yeah. And then just the aesthetics was a kind of a bonus thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's been really cool to see people take ownership of their wellness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what happened with COVID Yeah, is whether it was the bodily autonomy, the I'm, you are the captain of your own ship. If mm-hmm. you really want to live an optimal life mm-hmm. and the best quality of life, these are the things that can help you do that. Yeah. Now, do I think everyone needs an IV every week? No. Yeah. Do I think you need an IM every week? Not necessarily. But I mean, I had a grueling week two weeks ago and I think I was in the hospital for five days. Normally I'm only in 
four days in those. You are, worked in the hospital. Yes, worked not in the as hospital. a patient. Exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. Worked in the hospital. It was five days, and those are twelve plus hours a day. Right. ED days tend to be a little longer, and I was literally feeling ill. Mm-hmm. I had you know my lymph nodes were swollen. I had a cold sore for the first time on my lip that I'd never wow. had in probably 15 years. I'm like, oh, something's going on. And it yeah. was probably my immune system because the anti-rejection meds that oh, I was yeah. on. Yeah. But it was a grueling pace. Plus, I think I was coming down from all the drugs. So I actually asked another nurse at um, the last event. And I was like, can you inject me? Um, because I just knew I was on the verge. Mm-hmm. And that saved me. I did not get sick. I felt better the next day. I was, my lymph nodes went down. So what was it? What'd you get? Um, so I gave myself a B complex. Okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. And, you know, we have, depending, I always ask people after they filled out, you know, their health form is like, what are you needing right now? What are you going through? Are you on antibiotics? Are you vegetarian or a vegan? What is your diet like? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of steers me to what these patients may need for what they're either suffering from or trying to prevent whether it's you know the IMs or the IVs um what's an IM um intramuscular injection oh the ones that hurt yes right yeah so they can be pretty painful however we use a 30 gauge needle which is super thin that's beat for the bees right then they do yeah. Muscular? yeah so um and they're super thin they're almost bendy mm. and actually just to give you um and listeners kind of a gauge to 30 gauge needles what we inject botox with oh the little tiny yeah, yes they're so thin. they're tiny yeah. they're thin um and again you don't feel it much um I also started doing NAD IVs for myself. Love those. And yeah, so there is even some uh, research Mm -hmm. that it helps with fertility. And so that's why I started doing them actually Uh last year. How do you feel on them? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm still like takes me like two and a half hours to infuse those they're things. They're a slow drip. They I are know. a slow drip. And so I also also preface NAD treatments with people. You know, A, have you had one before? B, give yourself at least two and a half hours, yeah. you know, because you have to sometimes slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they are incredible. And, you know, the research behind it, I mean, that is the most anti-aging thing you can do for your body. Is it? Yeah. Oh. That and glutathione are amazing yeah. now glutathione is incredible for your skin mm. but it's also you know the body's master antioxidant mm-hmm. so you can get it um i am as well okay um but it, yeah yeah <laughs> i love just for the listeners i love nad um i'm i'm medicated for chronic fatigue i'm lyme and chronic fatigue and all that but um it gives you the reason why you have to slow it down at least for me what i experience is that um and you kind of get used to it though i, I felt do. like i got used After to it but loading. you're your heart just races out of your chest mm-hmm. because it's like almost like you get shot up with like a um like amphetamine that's how it feels like something <laughs> like that so but it gives you a really nice energy boost right and um i think that there is like a building up phase though like yeah so takes, you have yeah. loading doses so we start them at like it goes like 250 500 and 700 yeah and that's if you're going through like a protocol so if you're going through like either a detox protocol or, you know, if you just want, like, regular maintenance of NAD, a 250 is fine once a month. Mm. That helps with brain fog, clarity, energy, obviously cellular repair. Mm. Um, so, you know, that one is always pretty much my go-to because I don't get to do them as much as I would like to. Yeah. Doing an IV on yourself is messy and just not good. Oh, so I, I do the NAD sub-Q, uh-huh. um, which you can do just in the subcutaneous fat around the belly button. Uh-huh. 
And so that's how I get my NAD on a regular basis. It's a very small dose, and I just do that, you know, once it's a week. The I, it's or it's the just the one injection kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And so and it's with that same tiny little tiny needle, needle. Um, that is in insulin syringes. So and you feel the effects from? So I don't feel the side effects that you feel like during an IV uh-huh. with the sub Q. More or less, that's just going to be for like the anti aging repair yeah. and oh got clarity. It. Got so it, got you it. don't get that surge Rush. or that chest. Yeah. <laughs> like oh my god. Because, yeah, it can be a little scary for people who've never had one. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Or it feels like, you know, you're having a quote-unquote heart attack. Um, But, yeah, it's it's an amazing. If you know going in, they didn't warn me. So I was like, what the hell's happening? (laughs) Yeah, if you know going in, it's a little bit easier. And then they can slow it down and everything. Exactly. Um, I'm going to to leak all this info in the show notes for our listeners. And I'll tag you on social media um, and all the promos for anyone interested in booking an infusion. Or if uh, you guys want to book her for an event, I mean, I love this idea. I'm definitely going to be um, trying the NAD again because it's been a while, and I'm going to do the higher dose. I think um, for those of from the chronic um, uh, chronic disease community who who are listening, I think that um, look into it. It's the only thing is it's very pricey, so that's the only um, that's the only downside to NAD. Um, and what I love most about what you do is that you come to the home, which is takes, because I, I live far from everything because I'm a Rancho Murrieta. So um, that's how convenient is that to come to the home? Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, nice. I'll have to report back. Um, okay. So as we close, because, yeah, I was like looking at the time. Okay, it's gone <laughs> by fast. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, not only to share your story, but I want to truly thank you for educating us on this topic. I have done quite as I told you a few interviews at this point, and this is the first time you guys where I can tell you that I felt absolutely clueless. A lot of women experience fertility or infertility. I actually know several, but very few wish to talk about it understandably. And unless we're in those shoes or just uber curious and decide to Google the ins and outs of it, there's a good chance that most of us will lack any real comprehension for what's involved in and also what's at stake. Obviously, it's it's a highly personal and sensitive topic, but again, as we gain a better understanding of the process, it can help us learn how to better support our friends and family who are going through it. Um, so with that said, on behalf of myself and our listeners, Amy, I want to thank you. Um, know that we will be cheering you on during the next leg of your journey, and we are wishing you nothing but the very best. For all of our listeners, thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys back here next week. That's all for this episode of Humanity Unlocked. Do you have a personal story to share with us? We're all ears. Visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.